As older adults with vision loss, we understand your fears, your frustrations, and feelings of isolation. The Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is here to help you as you pursue the independent lifestyle you deserve. For more information, visit www.aavl-blind-seniors.org or call 916-995-3967 for more information. AAVL, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Boy, Larry sounds good, doesn't he? Yes. He's so smooth. He's a natural. Check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to ACB Communities. It's so good to be here. The Vispero time on ACB Communities, right? Um, I'm Jeff Bazer. Uh, I'm the South Central Sales Director. So I cover states like Texas, Missouri, Arkansas, Kansas, Geez, Iowa, Nebraska, Colorado, New Mexico, states like that. So I've been at Vispero for, well, this is my second time now. I was there eight years at the beginning and been back three. So it's great to be home, as I always say, and great to be back here with all of you, too. I've been on ACB communities a number of times and always look forward to coming back and chatting with all of you. Uh, we're going to talk about software today, some applications in JAWS, ZoomText, or Fusion that you can take advantage of. And the title of our little talk today, if you had been looking in advance, was the only keystroke you really ever need to know. And that, well, that is true. And while we're going to cover that first, then we're going to move on to um, what I think is a very important second keystroke that's very important to know when using JAWS and uh, other software too, you know, Fusion Zoom Text. And also then after that, uh, I want to talk a little bit about our voice assistant very quickly because there's a couple things that have changed there. It's been out a couple of years now. And um, has it been a couple? I guess it was since version 2021, so a year for sure. And, uh, but a couple of, couple of things that have changed that I want you all to know about and also where to locate this information because it will continue to change and continue to grow. So that's what we're going to cover today. So the only keystroke that you really ever need to know when using JAWS, what is it? Well, in the case of the training department, it is command search and it is a fairly new way to be able to research quickly keystrokes that you might be looking for no matter where you are. Because one of the most popular ways to be able to get into the command search is by going into the layered command structure in JAWS, insert spacebar. And that's really nice because it's quick, uh, easy to get in there and easy to get out because you can just press escape and that whole window goes away. And then you're right back to what it was you were doing before you decided to go look for a keystroke. So if you were in Word or Outlook or on the internet, that that window will come back up. Everything's still there, just like it was before you decided, you know, I really need to go figure out what this keystroke is. Now, there's a couple other ways 
to also get into command search. The, what I think is the easiest way is the way I just mentioned to you, and that's the way I'm going to demonstrate here in just a moment. But you can also get in there through the utilities manager. And you know what? Before I, before I demonstrate any of this, I need to share my screen and my sound, don't I? So let's do that. Let me check this. Let's go to share, enter. Now, hopefully, you guys can hear my, my jaws. Is that correct? You hear that? Idle is muted controls. Larry or Penny? Yes. Give me a yes. yay or nay. You're good. Yes, yes, you yes you're okay. great. Very good. And by the way, anybody else, if you have a question while we're going through here and you think of it, feel free to raise your hand. Penny's watching the screen. She'll see you or Larry, and then we can answer that right away. I mean, I'll probably take them after each little section of information we're covering. But if you also, you know, if you think of it and we see you, you can certainly ask. This is a small enough group where we can be interactive, and uh, I definitely don't mind to be able to answer questions as we go through. All right, so command search, once again, a couple of different ways to get to it. So if you know how to get into the JAWS manager window where you see all the different managers and boy if you haven't looked in there lately there's quite a few of them and that's insert f2 and one of the first things run jaws manager dialogue list one list two command search is command search right there at the top and it works the same way so if i were to press enter here on command search search for edit forms mode it says search for edit and there you go and you heard our forms mode activation little tone and now you can begin typing so i'm just going to hit escape and move back out of here though cuz we're going to do it the other way and you can also get there through jaws uh, utilities too jaws context menu options sub menu let me go hit a u for utilities voice assistant sub menu voice assistant first jaws tandem sub menu screen shape synthesizer and braille manager sound card setting set keyboard manager hey she's i might be wrong guys Script manage, navigation, quick key manage, reinitialize, oh import, my. explore, util, convenient OCR, insert uh, space, picture, smart, braille, and text, viewer, voices, jaws, tandem, dude, submenu, key. Okay, it's not here. Well, there's three ways, and I know of two. We'll have to uh, we'll have to check out the third, but uh, there are lots and lots of, I think it's under help, actually. I went to utilities, and I think it's actually just in the in the help screen. But why did we do that? Why did we make it very, uh, why did we come up with different ways in order to get there because this is a popular way to be able to access keystrokes quickly if you're looking and we wanted to make sure no matter how you did it there were lots of ways and you know you can find the one that's most comfortable for you and if you haven't tried it the way that I'm going to show you here in a moment you might decide wow this is pretty good and this is the way I'm going to go from now on so here I am in Title is muted Zoom controls. right now. If I press tab, mute currently unmuted. There okay, button. there's our ever popular mute button. So from this point, if I press my layered keystroke, insert space bar, and you'll hear this. That's our ascending tone. Now, if I press the letter J, just think about that. J for JAWS. That's how we're going to get to command search. Search for JAWS commands dialog. Search for. Search and for here edit. we are in our edit field. And now anything that has to do with the command you're looking for, you can try to type. Now, are you always going to be successful? Maybe not. You might have to play with this a little bit and figure out which word exactly you need in order to find what you're looking for, but I'm just going to give you a couple of examples. Let's type Braille. Locker and lock, toggle. Select Braille profile. All right, so you heard, um, even before Select Braille profile came up, when I pressed B, it brought up Locker Unlock Keyboard. I think that's the first one. So what it does is it begins to auto-populate as you're typing. 
But now that I typed Braille, we have all kinds of things here. And this looks much like a web page. So I'm in the form field right now. But underneath here, we have headings that separate the results on the keystrokes. Let's look at heading these. Level, heading level three, link select Braille profile, control shift, windows L. Select Braille profile. That's first right there. So now if I press my H for heading. Braille select block, control shift, routing, heading level three. Now you're going to notice a lot of these are focus Braille display related. So that's a routing keystroke there that it's telling you about on your Braille display. And because we're talking about Braille, of course, we're going to have Braille keystrokes available. Braille select text, shift routing, heading level three. Okay, so we're selecting text there. That's your shift key in the router. Show the Braille map editor. Jaws key space. Shift equals heading level and three. And there's one back on the keyboard once again. So all you have to do here is use your H key to move through the headings list. And that's what these keystrokes, uh, how they're labeled. Now, what if you want to hear a little bit more detail about exactly what the keystroke does? You can arrow down so you can select the heading you want and then use your arrow key. Show the Braille map editor, which allows you to create edit math equations using Nemeth Braille. There you go. Space. So usually just a line, but a very good description of exactly what's going on here. Mute. Now let's Close give it mute. another try. So I just pressed escape now. So that window is completely gone. Because I went to my layered command structure there, I got that window of keystrokes on the command search. But if I press escape, it's gone, and I'm back in Zoom. Audio so settings. here we are. I'm just tapping around in Zoom so you can hear that a little bit. So to go back into command search again and try something else, we're going to hit insert space bar. And I'm going to press J once again. Search for JAWS commands dialog. Search for edit. Search for edit. And you get a very nice description there. Search for JAWS commands. Search for edit. Now let's try something else. So let's type in, let's see, what else? Let me try Word, for example. W-O-R-D. Word list. All right, so you can create a word list, and that's here. Now, what you're not going to get here is commands in Microsoft Word. That's not exactly what this is. It's going to give you commands related to finding words specifically or spelling words specifically, things like that. There is another way to get specific commands in the application you're in, and we'll show you that here in just a second. So let me press H. Word list, control, JAWS key, read word in context, JAWS key, see heading level three link. Okay, read word in context. That's pretty important, right? And lots of different aspects. Say word, JAWS key, number at five, heading level three so, link. So if you're learning how to navigate around your screen with JAWS and you want to say word, there you go. Insert numpad five. That's pretty basic stuff. But if you forget, it's right here. And now let's get a little better example of exactly what happens there. Read the word or graphic symbol at the active cursor. If the PC cursor is active, JAWS looks for the visible character the light bar. If the JAWS cursor... Is active. It speaks the word or graphic at the mouse pointer. To spell the word, press twice quickly. Very important stuff right there, guys. So you've got a couple of lines of information there describing exactly how to say word. And again, all these are separated via heading. Let's do another one here. Say next word. Jaws key right arrow heading level say three. Say next link. word. So here again, find down arrow. Move to the next word and reads it. If the command to read the current word was pressed twice quickly beforehand, then the word is spelled instead. Link control right arrow. All right. And so what happens is it gives the keystroke first, or I'm sorry, it gives the description first, and then there's a link as well where you can accomplish that keystroke. So if you don't actually want to actually go do it, you can press the link here, and that will accomplish the keystroke there for you too. All right. So uh, how about another example here? Let's go in here, and now let's say that maybe you're learning something new with JAWS. 
that you haven't done before. For example, maybe you wanted to try out the text analyzer, something brand new. So to learn how to do that and figure out the keystrokes, what's one of the best ways to do it? All right. So I'm back here again in Zoom now. Title is meeting control. Meeting controls for Zoom. So again, if I bring up my layered keystroke, insert spacebar, press J. Search for JAWS commands dialog. Search for now, edit. Search if for I edit. type A and A, like begin to type analyze, text, analy- text analyzer was one of the first things that came up. So that's it. So it'll auto-populate and try to give you what it thinks you want. And now you can either turn forms mode off or just arrow out of here. Heading level three link text analyzer toggle. Insert space A. So that is how we turn text analyzer on or off. So that's a layered keystroke here at insert space bar and the letter A. What other keystrokes are here? Show I accessible object ancestors info. Home row shift control O heading level three link. List of extended ANSI characters to answer Skype test announced JAWS settings for Zoom. Control F9 heading level. Because I pressed just A, I got text analyzer first. But then what happens is it's going to tell us other keys in alphabetical order that might not have anything to do with text analyzer, but it's other A-related keystrokes. Text analyzer move to next inconsistency. Alt windows I heading so level there's three another link. text analyzer. Text analyzer move to prior inconsistency. Alt shift windows I heading level okay, three so link. we've got the keystrokes there. Announce special symbols decrement. Home run. Announce special symbols increment. Script utility with announce current. Append selected text. And then we get down here to some some other keystrokes that start with A, like append text to clipboard, that kind of thing. So this is something to play with. It's something for you to try. But in most cases, if you know what you're looking for, you're going to get that keystroke available here with command search, and it's going to tell you what it is, whether you just forgot it or whether you're trying to learn something completely new uh, using JAWS, this is a great way to do it. Now, any questions, Miss Penny, that you've seen so far related to uh, what Not, we're talking about? Does anybody have their hand up? No one has their hand up yet. Not yet. Okay. 3.14 p.m. 3.14. All right. We're in good shape here. Um to think of another example here of uh, command search. I just want to give you, uh, you know, a number of ways that that this works, so that you can see that this is a pretty reliable way in order to to utilize this. Let's go in here and let me just type. Um, I'm going to hit J once again. Search for JAWS commands dialog. Search for edit. Search command for edit. search. I'm going to start typing FL. Listen to this. Increase voice rate temporary. New flexible. Flexible web. Virtual that is something curtain. that's pretty uh, pretty interesting and a great feature that we've got with JAWS. You can uh, take a number of things out of the way on very busy web pages. And how do we do that? So I'm going to press H for heading. New flexible web dialog. Insert space X heading level three. So insert space X is a way to get to that. You can also get there from the managers again as well. But this is a, a very quick way to get there. And that's a wizard that's going to take you through there and show you how to do this. But you have the keystroke now to be able to get into Flexible Web. And that's insert space X. Wrapping the top. Okay. Start video alt me button. So um, the other thing that I want to show you here related to keystrokes is something called screen sensitive help. Because this is another way and another uh, area where you can find keystrokes related to where you are right now using JAWS. And I think this is very important as well. So kind of in addition to command search, let's look at what's called screen sensitive help. 
Now, we're going to talk about this from the very basic point of view to begin with, and then we'll kind of move into some more advanced ways to utilize this. So, folder view list view, Microsoft Teams, folder view list view, Microsoft Teams, 17 of 32. So I just went to my desktop, I hit insert D, and now that's where I am now. If I press insert and F1, so the F1 key is kind of the standard help key, right? So if I want specific JAWS help, I'm probably going to use my JAWS key in insert in this case, and then press F1. And if I do that, exactly what's going to happen. We're going to get specific help related to where we are right now and JAWS. Let's try it. Use all the arrow keys to move through and select items in this list. You can also use first letter navigation to move quickly to an item. Link list JAWS out keys, press escape to close this message. All right, so pretty pretty quick message there, but basically it says, how do you get around on the desktop? And it tells you how right there. So you can use first letter navigation. You can use all your arrow keys to be able to move quickly around. But what if we were on a web page, for example? I think I've got Microsoft Edge open here. Controls, to remind the rest. Uh, let me see. I'm alt-tabbing right now to get to where I want to go. Inbox, check, command, search, JAWS for Windows, Google search, profile, there command. There we go. So uh, this Virtual. is Microsoft Edge. It's a command search page that I just typed up on Google. So okay. here we are at the top of the page now. So if I press my screen-sensitive help command here, insert F1, what do we get? This page contains 45 links. There are five regions. There are 25 headings. Five at level one, four at level two, 16 at level three. There are 32 forms. HTTPS, www, Google, com, search, Q equals command, search to JAWS. Okay. So I'm going to press control. I still have the help window open. This is more information than you probably ever expected you would get about this web page and exactly what's going on here. Now, one of the nice things is that when you open any web page, you should hear the page has how many headings and how many links. And that's great. But if you want a little more information, like a lot more, you can get into the screen sensitive help command, insert F1. And here's some more things that you'll get. Let me just arrow down here a little bit. This is an HTML or PDF document. So it knows it's an HTML or PDF document. You can use the standard JAWS reading commands or navigation quick keys to navigate and read this document. JAWS can also display lists of certain elements on this page. For example, you can press insert F7 for a list of links, insert F6 for a list of headings, or insert F5 for a list of form fields. In addition, if you hold down control insert while pressing the navigation quick key, JAWS displays a list of all elements of that. Type on the page. Some of this stuff you may not have known. So it is a ton of information related to the specific web page that you're on. Blank. Here, let's go down a little further. By default, auto forms mode is on. This means that when you navigate to an edit field, JAWS automatically turns on forms mode so that you can immediately type text in the edit field. Forms mode will turn off when you exit the edit field. All right. That's pretty important to know. If you turn off the auto, you can, blank. You can create place markers to help you bookmark important locations on the page for easy reference. Press Control Windows K to create a temporary place marker. That. You can return to by pressing the navigation quick key K to create a permanent place marker at your current location. Press Control Shift K to open the place marker. Now, if you didn't know about place markers before, now you do, and you know how to create a permanent or a temporary one as well. Now, down at the bottom, there's a link, and this is what usually happens on all of these screen-sensitive help messages. And this link says, "Press Escape to close." Whoop, okay, press Escape to close tells you that at the very bottom. But if I arrow right, uh, if I arrow up one, link list jaws hot keys. We have JAWS hotkeys, and what we're going to get now are hotkeys that are internet-related. So let me just show you this real fast. Press Enter. Go back a page. Alt left arrow. Read the address bar. Insert a next link. Tab. Prior link. Shift tab. Open the link. Enter. Display a list of links. Insert F7. Display and manage place markers. Control Shift K. Display a list of form fields. JAWS key F5. Display a list of headings. Insert F6. Display a list of frames. JAWS key F9. To move through a web page, next radio button. A. Next button. B. Next combo box. C. Next different element. Element. And so on. Boom, boom, boom. A ton 
of information available to you there and stuff that maybe you knew a little bit about but didn't know completely. And now you have that information available to you as well. So what I would say about this, two things. If you're training somebody how to use our software for the first time and you get to a web page, I would definitely show them this. Maybe you've worked on, you know, all the keystrokes related to the internet already, but will they remember all those? And the answer could be no. So what's a great way to review right when you come to the web? And you could do that for any web page that you're on. Hit insert F1 and there all that information is going to be. Now, what's nice about this too is as we move through the web page, this gets much, much more specific. So let me just go down here. And uh, this is just a Google page, so there's going to be plenty of um, heading information available here. Let's go down. All right, so we're on a heading right now. What happens if I hit insert F1 here? This is a heading at level three, and is used to indicate the beginning of a section or subsection of the page. When used properly, headings indicate the relationship of each section of the page to the page as a whole. To move between headings, press H or Shift H to display a list of the headings on the page. Press Insert F6 and select the heading to move to it. Press Press. Well, that was a completely different message than we got right at the top of this page because we're on a heading specifically now, so it's going to give you heading-related information and how to interact with that. This is incredible. To me, this is one of the most powerful features that our software has, screen-sensitive help, because it's very specific as to where you are specifically. Let me see if I can get to... There are no buttons on this page. Oh, there's no button. Oh, Man, come on. There a, has to be. And to do, there are no buttons, on, no this buttons on this page. This okay, well, we'll find another place where there are some buttons. Because I want to show you that... Uh, you know, you saw that that very specific information for headings, but uh, we have that for other things here as well. Let me just do this. I'm going to go into the JAWS menu here. JAWS context menu, options, submenu. Let's oh. go to options. Basics. D. And let's go to basics. Context menu, leaving menu bar. Basics. All right, so we're doing the most basic things now and setting up JAWS. This is where you can change your rate of speech, where you can check on tutorial messages, things like that. Access keys, speak all, radio button checked. So this is a radio button that I'm on right now. Access keys, speak all, and it's a radio button. What's a radio button? Well, many of us who have used Windows for a long time, we know how those work, what they look like. But what if you don't? One way to find out. Insert F1. Use the arrow keys to select one of the radio buttons in this group. Use these radio buttons to specify which access keys you want JAWS to announce. Access keys move you directly to a control in a dialog box or to a menu item. By default, JAWS will speak access keys in both menus and dialog boxes. Press escape to close this message. How about that? Telling you what a radio button is and how to utilize it and how to go through and change it. Let me go through here. Here's a checkbox. Show virtual viewer on screen. How do we interact with a checkbox? Well, most of us know that we use the space bar. But again, if you didn't, insert F1. Press the space bar to check or uncheck this checkbox. Use this checkbox to specify if the virtual viewer is visually displayed on the screen when insert F1 and other helpful messages are accessed. It may be helpful in training environments to show the virtual viewer. However, in a presentation application like PowerPoint, it might disrupt your presentation to display the virtual viewer. JAWS functions the same in these messages whether or not the virtual viewer is displayed. Note, you must close and restart JAWS for changes to this option to take effect. Press escape to close this message. Okay. So, so I think you get the idea here on how specific this is depending on where you are. So for anybody who's new, especially, or if you're training on our software, I would really push the fact that this is available and that you can use it anywhere you are, whether it's Word, whether it's the internet, whether it's Excel, PowerPoint, whatever it is, you're going to get information specifically related to where you are. All right. Any questions on any of this so far, Ms. Penny? Do you see any hands? No hands at this. Wait a second. We have a hand raised. We have a hand raised. Okay. Uh, Deborah Armstrong, you can 
unmute. DB. Deborah. Okay. I know Deborah. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Hi, Deborah. Yes. We got gotcha. you. Hey, so um, let me give you a sample scenario that I've run into a few times. So I work at a college, and once in a while I have to ask, I have to assist a student who's using Fusion. And I am a JAWS user. I don't really know anything about magnification. So can I use these features in Fusion when I'm remote controlling a student over the phone to find out information about magnification? Like if they say it's too big, it's too small, it's in the wrong color, can we find that kind of thing in command search? Yes. Fusion help is there related to what it is that you're on. You should be able to go the same route and find that information. And if you have any trouble, let us know, and we'll make sure that you're provided with with what you need. But you should be able to access a lot of that information in the same manner. Right. Okay. Um, I also have a sales question for you, which is not related to this topic. Is it okay to ask it now, or do you want me to wait? No, of course. Go right ahead. Oh, uh, as long as it's okay with uh, Larry and everybody here, I think we have time to diverse a, a little bit. Sure, we won't even take a vote. You are a sales guy, so this is why I'm asking you. So I keep my JAWS updated. So my license lets me have 2022 and all the way up through 2025. But getting my employer to update JAWS is a nightmare. They are not technical. Um, The decision makers are far away from the end users. So as a sales guy, what can I, can you help me? formulate my pitch to them about why I need to keep my license updated. Wow. Well, I certainly can, can try. I, I can. And I think that uh, some, some other folks on the, on the, uh, on the meeting here may have some ideas as well. One of the things, Deborah, that's more that, that is, is really true today. I think more than any time in the past, why you want to keep not only your assistive technology software, but windows updates, current and everything else is security. That's one reason. But from an AT point in particular, look look what's changing so rapidly, whether it's new office features, whether it's new features with Teams or Zoom or things like that. In particular, now, you know, since COVID-19, I mean, we, we are not always in the office or not always near people that we can ask, hey, how do I do this? Or what's going on on my machine that, you know, it's not working properly. So it's very, very important to, to make sure you have the latest and greatest versions of your assistive technology software to ensure compatibility with everything that you have to work with. And, and that's no spin. You know, I, I really think that's the truth. And the way it used to be is, you know, each year we would come out with the major upgrade, you know, of, JAWS, Zoom Text, or Fusion. And then throughout the year, there might be an update here and there, you know, for some things that we were working on or some fixes or whatever it is. But those updates now throughout the release cycle are almost as important as the upgrade itself that comes out, you know, in the fall, every October, usually, because things are changing so rapidly with not with Windows security, with compatibility, particularly in Office 365, you know, or if you use the Google suite of applications, you know, same same thing holds true. And then also in in things like Zoom and Teams, you know, for these these online platforms, too. And there's countless other examples. But 
that's what I would tell your folks is that in order to ensure the most productivity for yourself, you've got to stay current just as the rest of the IT staff does with all updates and security features that they're doing on the servers for all the Windows machines throughout the university. Well, thank you. Time to battle with the purchasing committee again. (laughs) Well, and, and, you know, from the standpoint of, of using our software at home now too, you know, if we can speak to updates for that, um, there, it's a lot more affordable than it ever used to be too. You know, if you need to get into a home annual license, you can do that for under a hundred dollars a year. So then that will ensure that you always have the latest and greatest version of our software. And then each year you're going to pay to continue to be able to use our, our portal versions of the software, but they're always the, the latest version. So you'll never have to worry about being behind again. So if, if your perpetual license now maybe is a couple of versions behind and you're trying to figure out, do I need to upgrade or get into this whole manual program? You know, what, what, what do I need to do? If this is a home license that we're talking about, then it might be best for you to look at the home manual license because, uh, you know, it's under $100 for the year and that would give you the latest version. Boom. Just like that. Jeff. Go ahead, Larry. I would all I I would also say, and Deborah remembers this, and so do you, because we've been around a long time. It used to be that the the major thing about Jaws and almost any other screen reader was what's happening, what are the new things, what are the new big things. Now, because we've got so many updates, almost on a monthly basis, every six weeks or so, they're working more on bugs, things that haven't been as well done in the past in terms of trying to fix things because of application changes because maybe microsoft has changed something so you can tell your people deborah that that we're not we're looking at anything that will make the screen reader a better screen reader and perform better with applications that are off the shelf applications like microsoft google etc and the chances of doing that now are far better than they used to be because the key word now is inclusive and we need to work as well as as everybody else as we do our daily chores and they're working towards making that happen and sometimes new features happen in the middle of the the upgrade cycle now i think the uh when we uh introduced this this volume capability to be able to access that from the layered command where you could change the jaws volume or the system volume i don't think we got that in on the major upgrade or the the cycle version i think that was one of the updates and usually now uh, just as larry mentioned about every 6 to 9 weeks or so we're coming up with um an update to our software yeah, Whether that's it's why a I got new, the five-year home license for me because I like having all this stuff. That's exactly right. So whether it's a new feature or whether it's a bug or whether it's a security update to be compatible with with Office, with Zoom, with Teams, with Google Docs, that all of that, it's all happening throughout the year, just as Larry mentioned. And and the other thing, uh, Deborah, that I wanted to to say too, specific to colleges and universities, is that um, from the standpoint of those type of licenses, if the university is current, then they can offer home use for all of their students and faculty as well. 
So you can have a license from the university and be able to utilize it at home on your machine if if the school is current. And they can provide that to all their students too. This became incredibly important and a wonderful feature uh, with COVID, you know, and many, many folks working off campus. But that's what we were able to do was offer uh, free licenses for home use, provided they are current on campus. So that's another really good reason to stay current, you know, from that standpoint. Anybody else have a question before we move into uh, voice assistant just a little yeah, bit with our remaining time? Three more. Three more. Uh, Go ahead. Beth, you may three, three. speak. Beth, you can unmute. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, Beth, um, how are you? Thank you. Good. Very, very interesting. Um, I was wondering if the ways that you have talked about so far of getting the help, the keyboard help, can you, what, once you found what you're looking for, can you just hit enter and it will do whatever it is? Or do you have to go out of these ways of getting help and go back to what you were doing and hit enter so, on whatever it is that you're doing? Right. That's a great question. Many times you can. There's a link to uh, activate by pressing enter and that will accomplish or activate the keystroke for you. Yes, ma'am. So like, for example, let's see, here I am in, uh, what happened? Easy. Uh, Command search jaws for Windows. So here I am on the web. Let me just show you this real quick. So I'm going to press screen sensitive help, insert F1. This is a heading at level three. And it's telling me about headings, but at the bottom. Presses blank, blank, and select the heading to move to the display. Where's my list of keystrokes? Hold on. Let me go up here. Let me make sure that I get a generalized message. Uh, with screen sensitive help. So now I'm going to get everything related to the web page. Okay. This page contains All right, hold on. I'll show you exactly what we're talking about. So here's a list of JAWS hotkeys, and this link is going to be at the bottom of any of these messages that you get. So if you just do your, your uh, control page down there, you're going to get to the bottom of the page. And here we are, or control N. Here we are. Go back a page. Oh, left arrow. Now we have an entire list of keystrokes. Read the next prior link. Open the link. Enter. Display a list of links. Insert F7. Display and manage place markers. Control shift. Display a list no, of more. Display no links list. right here. Display but in most cases, there are. So on well, many. Could you hit enter from that? From, from it, it's, it's telling you keystrokes. Could you just hit enter on any one of those? It's land, not land. a link. In most instances, best you can. There is a link. And you'll hear link. So as you're moving down with your arrow keys, you'll hear link. And when you hear that, press enter, and that's going to activate the keystroke. Right. But if you don't, if it's just a list, you can't, you can't. It's just a list. Then you need to know what, what it is. Yep. You need to remember what the keystroke is. Right. And, and Which, I mean, you know, that's, that's fine because you, you were able to find out. Now, how about with the other way, the insert, what, um, insert J in, Yes, with command search. So we yes. had links available there as well. You might have remembered okay. that that uh, that there were links there that were available to be able to to use for the keystrokes too. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So in most cases, you're going to get what you know the actual keystroke is, and then there's going to be a link for you to be able to go through and and, and just do it. And if there isn't, you could what Alt Tab back to what you're doing and just you know, do it. Just continue with what you're, it's not like you have to just hit escape. 
just just press escape and you'll be right back to what you were doing before oh, you okay. got in there okay. in in both his instances right whether it was insert f1 or whether you brought up the command search just hit escape and it goes away okay thank you you're welcome who's next um let's see. chris bell hey chris what can we do for you chris you need to unmute I sent the message. I can't figure out how to unmute my computer. Oh, there you, you are. Oh, you I did it. it. Okay. Um, okay. So this is about text analyzer. So I, uh, I ran it. I'd never seen it before. I ran it on a uh, document I wrote and it says run space column such and such and i have no idea what the heck that means i think it's a space spacing issue but i i I didn't know what i was supposed to do okay or what it meant yeah so there's a lot of things that text analyzer is going to try to do in your, your document so you talked about spacing that's that's certainly one thing it looks for it looks for different font changes um grammatical errors it looks for a lot of things so you can you there's a couple things we have some videos on text analyzer so if you go to youtube and just uh you know type text analyzer jaws for windows those will come up and those are accessible you know videos audio described videos too or you can read about it in the jaws help system where you can learn more about text analyzer and how it actually goes through and uh you know, accomplishes what it's trying to do for you in your document. So depending on the type of document you have, it's a little tough for me to be able to tell exactly sure. what's happening either without going through and, it was and just taking a basic a word. Look. It was just a basic word letter. I mean, it wasn't okay. fancy, but how do you go well, to the column? The same thing as a, spe- I mean, how do you go to a column? How do you move to a specific column in word? Yeah. I don't know without uh, going through and right. trying it myself. That's all right. Yeah. But is there is there a JAWS command for move to a column or something? There there may be. So you can get to the specific column and, and area of the screen where you need to be. Um, okay. But that would certainly be something where you would want to read through the text analyzer uh, help information to be able to figure out, you know, where how you can get to what it's telling you that it wants you to fix. So you can get in there and take a closer look at it and, and fix it. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks, Chris. Did was there one more? Nathan um, Brannon. Nathan Brannon, you okay? He's Hi, can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Hey, Nathan, we've oh, got you. you. I wonder if you can clear up my confusion. I have the uh, Jaws Professional version, and it's time for me to upgrade. Um, what is the advantage of upgrading, continuing with the Jaws Professional versus going to Jaws Home? I mean, what is the difference other than price? The difference is the environment in which they run. As far as features go and what you can do with with each version, there's no difference at all. So it's a matter of where you're going to be running it. So if your JAWS professional license is up, and this is a license you use at home, and you're going to have to pay for it yourself, you would be perfectly fine um, being able to get yourself into the home annual program to continue forward and having the latest version. Okay. But you're talking about the environment. So if I work from home, but let's say I'm going to be 
working, say, for someone else at some point, but I need to have the professional license. Is it, I mean, is what, it, is, what is the difference? Well, is it your machine or is it a It's, a it's my machine. machine. It's my okay. machine. If it's your machine, then I think you would be just fine using the whole manual license. If it's if it's you working at home and it's your machine that you're going to do your work with, you would be just fine using that. But if I was to put it on someone else's machine, then I would need a professional license? Well, from a home annual standpoint, you get three installs. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's that's what you could do. You can use it on up to three machines. If it was a corporate-owned work machine from an IT standpoint and from lots of various things that would take me a little while to explain to you now, but I can send you a document that that would give you some more information. If it was, you know, a, a corporate-owned work machine like that, your company would want to probably take an interest in keeping a perpetual JAWS professional license. But if it's your computer, you're using it from home, the home annual license would be just fine. Okay. And with the home license, you, is, is there more than, is there multiple year subscriptions or? Is it just um, there year? is. There's some changes that are going on there. Um, right now on our site, there's one, three or five year options available. The price is the same. You don't save money by by purchasing in advance. So, um, you know, you can go one year at a time. But if you decide that at, at one point you, you just want to use um, your card once for multiple years, uh, at this point, we're allowing you to do that. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. That's the last hand. Okay. All right. Very good. So with our time remaining, let's see 341. We've got uh, a little bit of time. I do want to talk about voice assistant quickly because uh, there's a few things that are changing there. And uh, I want to make sure that all of you are aware of that. So um, much like your Amazon devices and your Google devices, and I'm trying to avoid saying the wake word on these because if you're listening to me on speakers, we might have all kinds of funny things going on in various places around the country. So I'm trying to uh, <laughs> to describe these without using the wake word. But basically what happens is if you have not used the voice assistant yet in JAWS Zoom Text or Fusion, it might be worth taking a look at because it works very similarly to what happens with your other um devices that that we just mentioned not completely yet where you can uh you know have it look up information on the uh, internet for you or write an email where you're dictating to it that's not quite what we're talking about but as far as accessing different commands related to the software specifically voice assistant is getting pretty powerful now if you haven't seen this work we've got again um, quick tips and how-to videos online where you can hear this in action. You can read about it in help uh, on the FS cast. We've got um, podcast related to exactly how this works. So there's all kinds of information out there around how you can use voice assistant. But what I wanted to mention to you today is how to find it, how to use it, and also where to see the uh, information on which keystrokes are available, you know, what it can do, because that's what's changed pretty quickly in just the last year since it's come out, it's become more powerful. So let's take a look here. Uh, one of the places where it's available is from the uh, 
the JAWS Utilities menu. And that's where I'm going to go here right now to take a closer look. JAWS Context Menu, Options Submenu. So I just did Insert J, pressing uh, U. Voice Assistant Submenu, S. And here we go. Voice Assistant is the first thing that we see here. Now, the one thing that I wanted to mention to you that has changed that you may not be aware of is that how do you activate this? What do you say in order to get your voice assistant ready to roll? Well, in Zoom text, it's Z-O-O-M-Y, and I probably could say it, but, and in JAWS and Fusion, you can say, how about I say shark with a Y? There we go. It probably won't, uh, won't come up then. S-H-A-R-K-Y. Those are the wake words. Now, what's nice about Fusion, if you're working in Fusion, is that you can use either one. So you can say the Zoom text one, you can say the JAWS one, it's going to recognize that, and then you can also utilize the the uh, abilities in JAWS or Zoom text from Fusion, and the voice assistant will work with both. Now, one of the things we did recently is we added the word, hey, in front of these wake words. Now, why did we do that? Well, one of the things that we discovered is just by having the one wake word by itself, sometimes it was waking up and the computer was beginning to do some things when we didn't want it to. Maybe there was some interference from a TV or maybe there was a Shark Tank commercial on or something like that where it heard what it thought was the wake word and woke up and, you know, that kind of thing. So what happened is we added hey in front of the Zoom text and the JAWS wake word. And then the other thing that happened is we decreased the amount of time that it listens after it hears speech. And what happened by us doing that is we were able to significantly increase the um, the accuracy of this to have it work the way that uh, users expected it to do. So that's what happened there, just by putting hay in front of it and for it not listening as long after so it doesn't get any interference from the end, then uh, this works a lot better. So here we are on Voice Assistant now from Utilities. JAWS tab, the voice assistant and if I press enter here, what do we have? Talk to JAWS insert space T. Okay, so we've got a couple of different ways to be able to utilize this. Okay, so now if you don't want to use the wake word at all, there's a keystroke that you can use, and that is, you just heard it, insert, alt, and spacebar will activate the voice assistant for you. In other words, turn the mic on. Okay, so you've got a couple of ways to be able to do that. Let's look down here. Settings, yes. So here are the settings for voice assistant. I want to go in here and show you some of these quickly. Leaving menus, voice assistant, settings, dialogue, enable voice assistant, checkbox, check, alt, plus E. And by default, you've got it right there. That's just a checkbox. Wake word, listen for wake word, A, sharky, radio, button, check, two of two, alt, plus H. All right, so there we go. So we have hey, that is there. And then the other radio button here is wake word, listen for wake word, sharky, radio, listen for just the wake word by itself. Wake word, and I'm moving it back to hey, and then the wake word now. Tab. Do not listen for wake word, checkbox, not checked, alt, plus D. So you can have it that way as well. If you don't want to listen for the wake word at all, just use the keystroke. That's available for you. Enable voice assistant sounds, checkbox, check, alt, plus S. There are some sounds that you're going to get here, some tones that let you know that you've activated it, and then uh, a descending tone after so that you know that it heard you. Microphone input device combo box. And here's our microphone input device. So you can select the microphone that you want to use with this, whether it's the default 
or if you've got a headset mic hooked up or, you know, whatever it is. Take me to the privacy policy link. And the privacy policy, too. Some people like to know about, well, what are you doing with uh, this speech when I give it to you? And the privacy policy is there to let you know that. Okay, but the next word listen for. Okay. Okay, button. So let me go back in here because I want to show you one more thing here. Uh, Easy. Command search dog command. Second here. Jaws utility submenu. Voice assistant. So here's voice assistant once again. So you heard talk to Jaws here. Settings below. Getting started. Getting started is right here. Leaving menus. Once you pick a topic. So let me go in here. This is Jaws help, but this is getting started with voice assistant. Page has 16 headings and four and we've links. got lots of different categories of uh, things that are available here for that voice assistant can do. Let's just take a look at a couple of them here. Voice music changing, voice assistant settings, setting level, voice commands. So here are some voice commands to start with. These might be a few things that maybe you've tried. The following are examples of supported and suggested voice commands to perform various actions. Right. Remember the heading level 3 general Let's take voice a look command. at some of these. Here's the general ones. Now, this is going to be very basic stuff like going to your system tray or changing the rate of speech or things like that. Let's look at a couple of these. Summary, table with two, to say this command, display help, say the time, what time is it, say the date, what is today's date, display the window list dialog box, window list, display the select the system tray icon dialog box, system tray, speak the battery level and network connection status, battery. All right, so those kind of things. That's all pretty important stuff, right? So just basic stuff that you'd have to know your keystrokes for and things that you might want to know on a regular basis. Excuse me. What else is available here, though? What's been added? If I use my headings and go down this list, you might be a little surprised at what's now available. Voice commands for speech settings. So we have speech settings there. Voice commands for selecting Selecting text. text. Voice commands for cursors heading level three. Voice commands for convenient OCR heading level three. Voice commands for speech history heading level three. Convenient OCR, speech history. Voice commands for web pages heading level three. Voice commands for navigation and words heading level three. How about navigation and words? So if you think about the quick keys that are available in Word to be able to move by heading or by uh, misspelled word or grammatical error, things like that, you can. You know, there's hotkeys in Word to be able to move through all of those elements. And anything that there's a hotkey for, for the most part, you can use Voice Assistant for as well. Voice commands for general outlook navigation. Even level three. outlook navigation. We've got voice commands there for that. Let's look at a couple of those. Summary. Table with to perform this action. Say this command. Go to the calendar view. Calendar. Go to the messages view. Messages. Go to the contacts view. Contacts. Go to the tasks view. Task. All right. So pretty easy here. You got to make sure that you're in outlook to be able to just say contacts, calendar, um, and those Go to the notes. notes, notes. Table end. Those kind of things. Le- but if you are, this should work just fine. What's this one? Table heading level three voice commands for navigating Outlook All messages. Right, so even navigating Outlook messages. So if you want to read the next reply in a thread, maybe you get a thread that's got 10 or 15 messages in it and you want to go to next reply, you can do that with voice assistant here as well. Summary. Voice able to perform. Say this command. Go to attachments. Attachments. Display the list of links. List links. Display the list of headings. List headings. Go to the first heading. First heading. Go to the next heading. Next heading. Go previous heading. Go to the reply. La- I thought that was in Last heading. Display list graphics. Display the list. Go first table. Go well, to the anyway, next table. you see all that's in here and how to get to this information. So voice assistant, definitely something to play with or at least be aware of if you're training on our software once again or if you uh, if you want to try some of these yourself to maybe uh, save a little time on the keyboard. Voice think. commands for use when editing Outlook messages. Editing, editing Outlook messages. Voice commands for fusion, uh, there's some for fusion here at the bottom. 
And uh, that's it. Let's see. What time is it? Do I have time to try a couple of these? We got just a little time. Any questions, uh, Penny, that you see now? Just, yes, we have a hand, couple hand raised. Okay. And Beth, you can unmute. Okay. Here I am again. Thanks. Hey, Beth. Um, Hi. This is fantastic. Now, I have a question. If you want to use the next heading, let's say, do you have to say, hey, you know who, next heading, hey, you know who, next heading, hey, you know who, or can you just say next heading, next heading, next heading? You are going to activate the the uh, voice assistant each time you do it. So that's exactly right. You would say, hey, and then the wake word, next heading. That's exactly what you say. Or... If you don't want to do it that way, you can use the keystroke. So let me just let me just give you uh, an example here, Beth, of how this works. And I'm not going to use the wake word because then I would wake up, you know, many other machines potentially. <laughs> so here I am now in the list of the the uh, of what you can do with voice assistant, and I'm just going to use insert alt spacebar, okay? And then I'm going to give it a command. Listen to this. What time is it? 3.53 p.m. So that's exactly how it works. Let's go to my system tray. Let's see if I can do this. Insert alt space bar. System tray. Jaws, select the system tray icon dialog page. There we go. So pretty sweet how that works from that standpoint. And that's without using the wake word at all. So you can do it that way, Beth, if you want. Either way, this is fantastic. Do you see, and I, yeah, you can't say very much about this, I know, but do you think that the the wake word <laughs> that the voice assistant is just going to keep growing? I do. I think so. Yeah, Good. I think I think that there will be more ability for what you'll be able to do. Absolutely, because uh, not only from the standpoint of of somebody you know who might have dexterity issues, you know, or can't type so well, things like that. It's really more too from the standpoint of just convenience and being able to do things quickly with your voice. Do you think that might include, maybe this is getting too specific, do you think that might include dictation someday? Uh, it's very possible, certainly. I mean, if, if you were, say, set up in an email and you were ready to type and you just wanted to, uh, to dictate to it, yeah, I, th- I can see that. Cool. Definitely. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And we have phone number, area code 518, ending in the last three digits, 517, you may unmute. This is Mary Beth, and I just had a quick question about um, Outlook. Go ahead, Mary um, Beth. Can you go, oh, thanks a lot. Can you go into, like, use some of the deep command, like, say, for instance, you wanted this, can you say something like, uh, wake word, recall last message, or something Not like that? Not recall you know? last message, but what you can yeah. say is that if you're in a thread, for example, so you say you open an email and there's a whole conversation going on with five, six, seven, eight messages, you can say next reply and it will okay. go down to the next message for you and it'll, it'll route, it'll move your cursor down there. And then you would invoke say all if you wanted to be able to read that, but you'll skip over all the information about, you know, who sent it, what time, when all the signature yeah. information and that kind of thing. So it's pretty nice to be able to do that. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. 
And Deborah Armstrong has her hand raised. Okay. Hey, Deborah, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. We got you. Okay. One quick thing. You can already do dictation in Windows. Windows H. You may need to set it up in settings, but it works great. Wear your headphones so it won't hear Jaws. But that's not that's nothing to do with uh, this voice assistant, is it? Is that from that's from the Windows standpoint? From that's say, right. Cortana? You don't need Jaws to do it because it already right. is available. Got it, got it. And you've you've experimented with that, and you say you get some good results. Much better than the Vista-based Windows uh, speech recognition because it goes out to the cloud just like Siri. So it yeah. does a great job. I had hand surgery last year, and I used it a lot. Well, that's great information to know. Deborah, I need to actually try that. I never have. But, you know, you're getting, we're getting to that standpoint, you know, with, with Siri, of course, now. I mean, I dictate texts and emails and things all the time. Not, I try to steer clear of emails, you know, unless they're pretty short, just from the punctuation standpoint. But uh, this is getting better all the time and more accurate all the time as well. And, of course, it tries to learn from from how you utilize it, too so that it'll spell names properly and and that kind of thing. So, you know, there's a lot of success there as far as, you know, making this tailor specific for how you use it. And it's only going to get better. And that's, that's, that's the good part about it. I think. Command meeting control to reminder inbox stuff seven. Sign in. Meeting control. Command search dog meeting control. Let me stop this. Um, Okay, guys, let's see. 357 so we're we're getting close to the end mm-hmm. uh, any other comments or any other questions that uh any of you all have we can certainly answer quickly no hands have gone up wait a minute okay nathan is is has a question go ahead nathan i think we can help you quickly Nathan, unmute. Sorry, I had to turn off my speaker first so you wouldn't have a big echo. <laughs> um, what was that key command again to just invoke the the uh, screen reader? Uh, the voice assistant. The voice, the voice assistant, yeah. Insert alt space bar. Insert alt space bar. Insert okay. alt space bar. That's what we're using. Okay, thank you. That's all I needed. Sure, you're welcome. Uh, I think that what I would mention in, in just the last minute or so here, guys, is uh, we do this every Thursday, the Sparrow on ACB Communities. And I know you guys, uh, you know, you have uh, you have other things going on here as well. But every Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, we're here to uh, talk about the Sparrow-related stuff. I know Eric's been on here a, a bunch of times. Liz and Rachel have been on here with various training features. Um, we have webinars that are updated all the time we do at least one a week, sometimes more. If you go to freedomscientific.com slash training, the latest one we just did is on the Ruby 10 video magnifier, and that has just been archived up there. There was one today that was done on Fusion that you'll find on there uh, probably in just the next few days. So you can listen to the MP3s of that, get the MP4 if you want to see what's what is going on on the screen. There's documents included there to help out as well. So just a just a plethora of great information that's out there. I think next month I'll be back to talk about scanning and reading devices here, standalone units. So again, just really appreciate being able to come on and chat with all of you guys. And thank you so much for the time today. 
Thank you, Jeff. Always, as usual, excellent. Great stuff. Oh, thanks, guys. And Everybody we'll see you next week. And great holidays. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving.